listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 89 of the Ants podcast. Um, those of you who are watching on Facebook Live, welcome. We're trying some new things with the live streaming. Um, we're going to be hopefully making some announcements in this in this podcast about how we want to tackle the live streaming. Yeah, don't get too excited, Joe. Nothing. Oh, nothing. I was like, whoa, exciting. <laughs> no, no. But um, but anyway, uh, as you heard, those lovely those lovely pipes. Uh, Joe M is with me, and I am Matt. Hello, everybody. Joe, how are you? Not as good as your pipes. You have the true pipes out of out of the two of us. But I'm doing good, Matt. How are you doing? I'm, I'm well, thanks. I'm well. What are you uh, What are you drinking over there? I mean, we gotta. People need to know that we're on the ants pod, so we gotta start with our drinks. Yeah, I gotta start with a drink. So it's a little warm out. Um, so I decided to break out something with ice in it. So I went uh, vodka with Lacroix and a bunch of ice. What kind of Lacroix? Uh, you know, I go the plain one. It's the blue, it just doesn't even have any flavor. Huh. Oh, yeah, so okay. it's very unexciting. Right, right. Uh, well, I... What do you have? So it's funny. I, uh, it. I wanted to give a shout-out to the boys at Kona. Uh, they hooked us up with some beer a couple of months ago. And, Joe, did you ever receive it, by the way? <laughs> I don't know what... I, I did not. I, I'm sure I messed up something, but uh, I did not receive it. It's somewhere... Somebody's... The delivery driver is probably drinking very probably. happily. Yes. Well, we want to thank them because... Um, they sent us a, a, a sample of beer, their Porter and their Summer Blonde, uh, both outstanding, actually, really good. Um, and I drank them already because the plan was to drink it on the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> and that was like two months ago, and we just couldn't get it together. And I said, I every time I opened the fridge, they were there, staring at me. And How were they? I gotta be. I'm. I'm honest. I if if I didn't like them, I'd tell you. They were fantastic. Yeah. They were really, really good. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was very. Did you like with one over the other, or are they pretty equal? It's, it depends on what mood you're in, right? You want a That's little true. more desserty? It was that coconut porter, or they had the blonde ale with like the mango. Oh, it was really good. They were both great. But yeah, um, that, I guess you're right. Like in mood, that's why I had the mood for this. I, I got my DMB Fire Dancer glass, which you can't see worth because it's clear etching, so you can't see it. And I have you on my big screen TV, so I got. Matt in my living room, larger than life. I love it. inches of Matt. <laughs> uh, let's edit that out. <laughs> I am treating myself tonight. Uh, this is not a, a frequent uh, occurrence here, but I, I have in my hand a bottle of Goose Island Bourbon County brand stout from the 2015 vintage. Um, and You've been, been sitting on it? What's that? you sitting on it? Uh, yeah, I've got a few, I got a few more bottles actually. But uh, when we, I moved into the house we bought and renovated, um, I moved all my beer, and I had the opportunity to re-inventory it and put it in the fridge and all that. And I'm like, man, you got to drink some of this stuff. So looks good. Looks good. That's what we're waiting on. So I'm gonna pour this into the glass here and just oh, that is just lovely chocolatey stuff right there. That is black. Oh my goodness, that's gonna be so good. Oh my goodness, I'm drunk. <laughs> that, is that is good stuff. That's a treat. Yep. yep. Yeah, I heard I heard 2015 was shaky. This is absolutely not infected. This is wonderful, thankfully. So Oh, nice. Anyway, so sorry guys. We are on a Dave Matthews band related podcast here. We are? Stay tuned for the non-DMB related stuff. <laughs> anyway, with between Joe and I, but 
We're working on it. Working on it. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Okay, since we last met up or on here, uh, we had talked about last podcast. We talked about the the night before show and the Boyd developments and all of this. Now we are um, we are uh, privy to the track list for the album, which is called Come Tomorrow, which we all wish would come yesterday. I'm sure, right? We want it now. Yes. So it's coming tomorrow. Is that what you're yeah, saying? It's coming in. Two, two days short of a month, actually, inside oh. of a month, which is crazy. Um, I like that it's not too crazy long of a buildup where we have to pull each other's hair out and go absolutely insane. It's fairly short uh, waiting period. I mean, we've been waiting years, right? But I guess from now that we have a date. Yeah, I mean, it was fairly a, a short window between the band actually acknowledging that they were in the studio to the to the album release date. It, they didn't. They weren't like we're in the studio and then, you know. Two and a half years later, we finally get something. They were pretty, okay, we're in, and the album's coming in a couple months here. Right. So uh, in addition to that, we've got um, the Samurai Cop single that came out, what, today, right? Yep. This morning. Um, and we've heard news about uh, what's going to happen with Boyd's place in the band. Maybe it's not technically Boyd's place, but the fact that it seems like they are not replacing the violin uh this tour and it seems like almost like the keyboards another keyboardist joe what's that gentleman's name who posted on instagram yeah uh bobby uh bobby yeah uh, uh she's embarrassing clearly you guys well, are listening to the experts on dmb right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have i'll pull up the uh the the app um yeah but uh no buddy strong that's right buddy, buddy strong, strong. Yep. Uh, yes buddy strong do you know yeah, keys and Strong? organs. No, he, you know he had been rumored. Actually, I don't even know when the first rumor came out that he was going to be on the tour. It was way, it was it was months ago. Um, Isn't it funny how some things pop up and you kind of they don't mean anything at the time, so you just tuck them away and you don't think about it, and then that name pops up months later. Right. Yeah. And and you're like, does that really make sense? You know. You know, is that really what they would do? And it just kind of kept growing and growing and growing. And then it seemed like everyone just agreed that it was going to happen. And then finally, what uh, this week, we got the official announcement that he will be joining the band. And he is in Texas with the band right now as they uh, go through rehearsals. So is there anybody else to join? So far, no indications. So is it a one-for-one swap for Boyd? That's what it looks like at the moment. So based on that assumption, right, because that's all we have right now, Yeah. how do you feel about there being no violin on this tour? After the rumors have come out that after Boyd's announcement, the band had rehearsed, had tried out some violinists, some fiddle players. Right, yeah, we, we did hear about tryouts, actually quite a few, and, and very early, and then didn't hear anything. Like, uh, the, uh, there was no talk of anything, so it was like the decision was made or something happened, I don't know. Um, and maybe they just decided to go with keys instead. But to, to your question, are you saying, are you asking, what do I think it'll be like with no violin if we go with that? Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the band going forward? Is it another version? You know, we heard it's, what we heard what it can sound like at the at the pre Super Bowl show, right? Which but, is not good. But I mean, I don't know about you. I I I got to get out of the prediction game because I'm awful. <laughs> I would have I would or anything. That, you're really good. <laughs> you know, you're, you know, it's, it's against it's, me. You'll always win. 
it, it, you have to know all the right predictions to get them all wrong because by chance you would eventually get one right. That's so true. if you're getting them all wrong, that means you actually must know something. I would have bet anything that they were going to put another fiddle out there if Boyd didn't come back, right? Right, right. I can't believe they're going at it without without a fiddle. And I still feel like that's going to be tough. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I mean, there's too many songs that you need it for, and it's gonna, you, we're going to all hear it in our heads. It's going to get to the point for Boyd. And our heads have been trained for years and years and years to hear him, and he's not going to be there, and it's going to sound like a cover band or something. I don't know. It's going to sound weird. So uh, it, it, I'm, I'm excited about it because, you know, if we can get our heads out of comparing this band to the past, I think if we look at them as, are we calling them 4.0, DMB 4.0, the next to the fourth generation of DMB reincarnation, if we can focus on that and not focus as much on the past, then maybe this could be a really exciting time. Uh, I would, I would disagree with that. Well, I wouldn't say, I'd say I'm not excited. I'm worried. Um, the fact that they were trying out a fiddle player and didn't end up going with one where it's clearly, there's not anybody who can't technically take the place of Boyd, right? Who plays a violin player. I mean, from a violin technique standpoint or skill, Boyd was good, but yeah. you know it wasn't like he was. Nobody's ever approached his level of skill, so I, I would assume the band uh, could get in touch with people to step in his technical shoes, right? Um, but it's the on-stage presence, it's the oh, energy yeah. that Boyd brings, and maybe that you know that's not a typical role for that instrument. So maybe it's hard to find somebody with great on-stage presence. It's hard to match Boyd. That's what brought he brought so unique to the game. Absolutely possible, but would you then scuttle the entire instrument? And and no. what I'll say to you is, you've got numerous songs that I feel are identified by the violin. You've got ants, you've got no. tripping billies, uh, the beginning of pig. I mean, made. I mean, that's yeah. a very that's very much the fiddle. And yes, you can play the notes with another instrument, but I I am stunned that they're not going with another fiddle player. I'm still holding out that they may be. It's kind of weird because, you know, he doesn't necessarily play on every song. So to bring somebody out and then for them to stand there for like a lot of songs, not be an original band member and just stand on stage and not be playing is kind of weird. Maybe it's something where they treat it like the ladies and maybe there is a, a, a fiddle player that just comes on and off for for certain songs, kind of like the ladies do. Uh, but I'm holding out that it's still there's still going to be someone because I, I it def, that is part of the sound and just to fully abandon that or to try to replace it with a guitar or with an organ or keys, uh, uh, it's not a not a small feat given how our brains have been trained. Yep, yeah, I I agree. Um, so I'm a little apprehensive there what that's going to sound like. Um, I mean, we only have what, another week to go until we find out. Ugh. Yeah. Oof, oof. One week. It'll be interesting, Joe. You've I'm excited already about it. Shows us tour, right? <laughs> I've actually already got two in this year already. So uh, two down so far. I got uh, th that one that we talked to Boyd the night before show, and uh, went up to the Dave Solo show in Cleveland. That was um, a joke, and it actually ended up being true. <laughs> two shows already before the tour even started. <laughs> well, okay. So on to the most immediate news which is Samurai Cop, which leaked yesterday, kind of, thanks to the Australian time zone thing. Mm -hmm. And um, now we've all had a chance to hear it. I don't We're It's on Spotify. Is it on? Is it on Apple Music? Uh, yeah, I think I saw someone sent me a screenshot or a snap that had Apple Music. So yeah. I think it, I'm pretty sure it is. So how do you so 
we've all heard this song, right? I mean, they've been playing it for the better part of a year or so more. But um, I, 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 from what I understand, it's been fairly well received for, as a live version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it, I think it's one of the more popular ones mm-hmm. of all oh, the unreleased songs. Uh, live. I, I, let me. Have you had a chance to listen to the studio version? I have. I have. What's your thought? Studio version. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I don't have a single thought. I would say. Remember, well, in the context. Um, okay. Opening track to the album. Opening track of the album. Yeah, I didn't actually think about that. That is that is the opening track of the album. Huh. I'll tell you who the happiest person in the room is right now. What? Who? Dream Girl. <laughs> Why is Dream Girl the happiest person? No longer the worst opening track for a DMB album. Mm, I don't agree. Do you okay. think this is worse? No, no. This all right. This is no shake me like a monkey. You know. Uh, no, name them all, Joe. That's I did that last night, and I'm like, holy crap! They open every album, kicking down the door. Every album. Really? That's an interesting thought. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't. I mean, even bust, um, busted stuff, uh, broken things, right? Shake me. They're all awesome tracks. Rapunzel. Yeah. I mean, right. I... This track is good. This track is good. It's not kicked down the door, but it is one that you're. I think is got the DMB kind of feeling to it because it's been played, you know, the last two years. I, I, but it's definitely not kicked down the door. But I, yeah, maybe something different. I would go for the opener, but it's not bad. I don't think it's a bad opening track. It's 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 something comfortable. As opposed to something foreign. Do you watch The Walking Dead? I don't. Sorry. I'm sure a lot of people out there listening do. To me, I keep waiting for something to happen. When I when I used to watch it, I watched it for a couple seasons, and I wa- hate watched it for a couple more, and then I just gave <laughs> up. But it seemed like towards the end, every single episode, I'm like, when is this thing going to get interesting? Right. And that's how I felt listening to Samurai Cop. I'm just like, okay, the bridge has got to kill, right? Okay, maybe the end. And then it just felt like this – it just felt like it left me wanting. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the very end, I got to love the direct Pink Floyd ripoff from the wall um, with the dial tone and the hello. I mean – Is that I, what that was? Okay. I, 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 well, I first listened to it via YouTube, and maybe other people out there listen via the YouTube. I don't think it's on – that that piece is on the YouTube version, or is it? I, or I, I'm not sure. I, maybe I stopped it too early. But then I listened to it on the Spotify version and heard, and then that's what you're talking about, right? At the end of the track, it has... It's the British dial. It's the British ringback. Yep. And then at the end of that is... Uh, they go, hello? Some some gale picks up, says hello. And yeah. then you know Can't Stop's coming after that, baby. <laughs> so that's a one-two punch. So the opening. That's the opening. No, I mean, I like the track. I think, you know... Um, I, you know, I mainly looked at it from just like a studio recording kind of set because I already knew the song. And I mean, they changed some things in the song. Um, you know, the bridge of the song now is a guitar solo versus a horn part. Um, and there's other horn parts that used to happen in the song, like back and forth that they just cut out. Uh, I kind of like that those edits. I'm happy with those. Um, everyone's, you know, raving about Carter on the track. I think Carter sounds awesome. They were saying, hey, he blew our mind on this, and I was for a while there. I was like, "Well, this is what he normally plays on the track. He's not right. like he laid down something completely new." But then I, it, it took me a couple of listens. I compared to some live tracks and listened to the studio, and I guess he did change from he used to he used to play the ride symbol, um, and he switched it to some more intricate hi hat um, work, which is nice. It sounds good. Kick drum on it, I think, sounds awesome. I love the the pop of the kick uh, on the track. 
I, the, my most, the part I'm most disappointed. I think Dave's voice sounds really good. It's, I think when Dave sings this live, he sometimes sounds like uh, he's like holding back or kind of like got a like a frog in his throat or you know kind of le- intentionally letting his 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 uh, voice sound raspy. That's not here. This is like full out singing clearly, and I, I like that. But the part that I don't like is Dave's riff of it. it it's like almost like he's messing up and it's got to be intentional, right? I mean, you're not going to put, you're not going to put like a messed up, uh, you know, take on there, but like a couple of the notes, he's just, they're just like the, they're the stubs versus holding out the actual note. And I feel like I missed that. That's, that was, that was surprising to me that they went for a more kind of, um, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, I don't know. Um, you know, just rugged, uh, sound versus a more smooth mm-hmm. getting all clear chords uh, from the guitar. I don't know. What, what's your thoughts? I, I wish I liked it more. Um, I, I, I just found it boring. Uh, it's it's my least favorite of the new songs, actually. Uh, I love... Uh, Bob Law would have been great. Um, and that's to assume that that keyboard slamming on the random typing... Ter- title track is uh not bob law who knows it's anything it's, it's gonna be a brand new song yeah but um i don't know i i expect more interesting stuff when it comes to a studio album so you thought they would take the live version and really spice it up yeah you, you... and i'm not against okay. i'm not against stripped down tracks some devil that the track off of dave's solo album yep. is is almost the closely the closest i can compare to samurai cop album version right it's mostly just dave and that and that sorry boring repetitive little dun, dun, dun. i mean is there even a chorus yeah i mean thing <laughs> musically musically yeah i i mean i i you wanted something more you wanted the song to change i and i didn't even look at it like that i just looked the song's the same it's just a studio recording so i took it more of hey let's how is the recording different um the song in general is just a very it's a very easygoing song and if you go into listening to it knowing that already and you're not expecting like shaking like a monkey or something i think you have a better reception to it that'd be that's probably my my read the Facebook folks are saying again and again, which is on the tr- track listing, is uh, is Bob Law. Ah, ah okay. There, so what is what is what is the uh, the seizure be, of keys? Could be JTR, as far as we as all we know. B K D K D K D D. So we got. It, it almost seems like most people in the Facebook chat right now are are again are with you and against me. They they seem to like it. People who say it's all about the live version, that's not my point. We're talking about the album. Like, um, you know, you get one chance to get this right on an album and yeah. take advantage of the studio format. Um, yep. There's a lot of people who would say, you know, I'll t- if let's say, you know, seek up, let's say they were to record that in the studio. You're always going to yeah. prefer those epic 20 minute versions. But talking about it from a studio standpoint, I really think they swung and missed on this one. I hate to say it. Now, on the bright side, um, I've gone into every album so psyched and so eager to hear new music that I think I've allowed myself to be accepting a little more accepting, um, at the time and, and let, and want to like things more and allow myself to get kind of worked on that. Um, now I, with this, first of all, looking at the track list, there are a number of songs that I am not excited about period. 
Okay. Or I should say, that made it over this track or a new track. Uh, right. Um, so that, plus the fact that Can't Stop is on there, we haven't gotten to that yet. And then this single <laughs> <clears throat> means that my hopes aren't high. Now, with that being said, that might be the best position I could be in. If I have no expectations, yep. I might never be in a better position to actually love this album when it comes out. So I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah, I, that's a good place to be. I actually go into live shows that way. So um, keep the expectation low and, low and, and uh, hopefully be... Um, surprised. Well, you've been to 3,200 of them. You have to keep your <laughs> expectations down. I mean, I think we had a good chance. There was, a, if your Vegas was doing odds on this, I think we could have all expected Samurai Cop was going to be the song that would be a single um, and be featured on this. I mean, it's literally been played at nearly every show. Yeah. Of last year and and a bunch of the year before a that, so promotional stuff too. When he's gone on exactly specials, that he, he plays three. Fun. He only plays three songs, and one of the three is Samurai Cop. Um, but you know, yeah, I think yeah. It, you know what the other song he did that with in a similar setup. Um, and Crumble called out to this is so, "Where Are You Going," and that was part of the Mr. Deeds movie, right? And he was promoting the heck out of that. But um, Crumble comes in and says he thinks this is "Where Are You Going" part two. And that's exactly how it feels to me. I, I I'm appropriating it's, that. It's a slow, it's a slow song. Yeah, I mean they're they can call they're in the same family. They could be brothers and sisters. Yes, um, and people like where are you going? And so probably people that like where are you going probably like uh, Samurai Cop. But I actually there's a there's it, Samurai Cop is pretty universally liked. I mean at least at the live show it is universally liked, and it was a safe it was probably a safe bet. For an album, for a single. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm, so. I'm, if this was, a, a song is a song on the album, but I do, I do wish it were not the opening track, but, yeah. But we'll see. Well, I mean, it's interesting about the album. So we got this track list of songs as made from four different producers, which instantly strikes me. I'm like, if you're going to have four different producers, is there any chance that there's going to be a theme to this album? Like, a sound across it. it it's going to be, there's no chance. I don't think if you have four producers to have any kind of like sound throughout it, you especially what, in though, these. Yeah. Have, have we seen that since the first three albums though? Really? Um, no. Yeah. Um, or, or, or have we benefited from the, um, yeah, it had, yeah, we haven't, I don't think we benefited. No. No, I, I don't. I don't think so either. Um, but that being said, I mean they're promoting how that video, uh, which I'm wondering. If, I'm guessing everybody's seen the. It's on. It was on Instagram. It was on YouTube. They just released it yesterday. But it was this little 60 second thing where they, where they were playing a little bit of the Samurai Cop Cut and they were talking and the four producers were sitting there at the table, kind of cheersing with the beers and the, talking about playing up the collaboration, collaboration yeah. aspect of the album and the production. I, I, I'm fine with that. I think. Too much, so I'm interested much to hear the more. producer because of the standard that Steve Lillywhite set with the first three albums. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Uh, we'll see. Um, I mean, I, just in music in general, I actually weigh a lot on the producer. I'll actually find new artists based on producers. I, I, I like a producer, and I'll see who they're working with, and um, I find new music that way. So I, I, I put a lot of weight on the producer. It's interesting that we have, like, you know, 
producers that the band has worked with all the years and it sounds like we're hopefully going to get more in depth into the process here it sounds like there's a video hopefully who knows how we get to see it it is interesting though if you're working with all these producers you've worked with over the life they leave out two at least i think two like they don't include lily white in this at all and they don't include ballard at all in all this if you know if you're this is some kind of like re you know music over the last 20 years and producers we worked with they didn't include either of those two guys. But I don't think it was meant to be a let's go back and, and touch every base either. Yeah, I don't think it was intentional. Yeah, like, oh, we got to get right. one song right. from each of those. But what does it say, though? Even if it was intentional, you're pulling songs and they're coming from these four producers and nothing comes from Lily White and nothing comes from Ballard. I, I hate to be all you know the negative part on this but I, I i just think the band doesn't take the studio as seriously as maybe they once did yeah um and it's kind of just well let's just chuck this together uh, again i hope i'm wrong but um you know i think there's a certain lack of willingness to really bleed during these sessions now yeah um we saw it with the lily white lily white sessions right is it that's, that process really, I think, broke the band's spirit in the studio. And this is wild speculation because I'm not there, right? So I could be completely wrong. But since then, you know, the two-week studio recording for every day and they kicked out, busted stuff in about the same amount of time. And I, I just feel like the, the studio is not where this band makes its money, certainly. Nope. But, uh, but I love, but, you know, I cherish BTCS and the, and the two albums that came before it, too. And I really like Big Whiskey, too. Um, I thought that was a real good effort in the studio, actually. Yep. Yep. Um, so, I mean, they still got some magic there, but I, I just, um, I'm keeping my hopes low. Or no, my hopes high and my expectations low for this album. <laughs> well, there's so much more to it. I mean, we're like, we've literally just scratched the, the surface as, you know, as far as this goes. And, and yes, because maybe Samurai Cop is fairly, um, you know, that didn't venture too far off from the live version. We doesn't mean we have. We, that's the way these other songs that you know we already know are going to be, and some of these songs, uh, you know, have some really cool horn parts in them that I'm really excited for Rob to to get involved. And in. I really want to know which producers worked on which, and right. maybe there maybe there was some jointness here based on that video. They 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 one person was the main producer, but they passed it on and got some input from others. I, I'm not you know some collaboration there. I'm not sure, but. There are some parts here that I think are prime to do some really crafty studio work, and I'm 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 really excited to to, to hear the rest of this. To the discussions on the board saying, because once the liner notes come out, you got to assume we're going to know who produced what track, right? Right. Yep. So I can't wait for the Batson should have done the whole thing, or Rob Cavallo should have done them all, or why they <laughs> like because you're going or, to probably hear the difference. And oh yeah, if nothing else. That's going to be an interesting component of this album. People are going to pick their favorite songs, yeah. and if by chance they happen to all be from the same producer, then yes, they're going to be like, oh, why didn't why didn't they do more? Right. Why did they do more with that producer? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, um, that's a that's a good first segment. I think we're going to take a quick break here. I think let's throw the Samurai Cop track on, not live, but we'll put it on for the podcast later when we produce it. Um, and then we'll You're gonna do back. do a do do a radio uh, like uh, like announcing the new single from the Dave Matthews Band. Give it an intro. Go. Do a little bump right now. Yeah, a little bump. And now the live world premiere of Dave Matthews Band's brand new single, Samurai Cop. Oh joy begins. Coming at you. 
Not my bumper. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so the Come Tomorrow tracklist is revealed. 
Um, we've got 14 tracks. Uh, we're, we're coming out June 8th here. Uh, we already talked about um, Samurai Cop, Ojoy Begins. And the number two track is Can't Stop, which is the new version of Loving Wings, as in some boring, terrible jam that... Who wants to hear that? You do. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I got... I. I will admit that couldn't be my bathroom song at, at a live show because it's pretty long and you can get to the bathroom and back. <laughs> um, but I, I'm interested to hear. I mean, I, I want to hear what it sounds like at the studio. I'm interested to hear everything. I will. Give yeah, you yeah. I know. I should. I, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious because that, that's kind of jammy. So I like to see how that but one turns it, out. It made it over Sugar Will. Made it over Sugar Will. Yeah. Things I'm like okay that with kinda, things like that. Yeah. Rub me right. Yeah, it's over, not. It made it over Shotgun. Yep. Yep, I, I feel like this album is going to be Carter heavy and Stefan heavy, especially. I mean, just from Samurai Cop, both of those two are turned up the loudest uh, of any of them. So, Can't Stop is for sure going to have really loud Stefan, um, and I c- couldn't imagine that they wouldn't do the same for Carter. So, I'm thinking this whole album could, if there's one kind of theme to it, it's going to be Stefan and Carter. We'll see. Hmm. That would be a bad thing. No. I like them. And then we've got Here On Out, That Girl Is You, and She. Are we familiar with any of those tracks at this point? Yeah, Here On Out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dave played it uh, once. Um, I think that's like the, uh, it was like that benefit uh, in D.C., I want to say. Um, I think, and I think it was with um, strings. It had... Uh, it had the orchestra string backing, and then also "Here on Out" was one of the three songs that was uh, the Instagram leak, like whatever year, right. three years ago. Um, "Here on Out" was one of the songs that there was sheet music for strings too. So, I think it's a good chance that that song will have strings on it. Okay, all right, and and that girl is you. That wasn't Batson really going nuts over this on Instagram. I don't know. I like didn't see that. He was going crazy about that song, I believe. They said that it's just take that for what it's worth. But, um, I mean, Mark's excited. And in general, Stand Up was a very high-energy album. He has he has the most energy so far about this album than anybody I've seen. I think um, maybe Rashawn is, is second, but I mean, Mark is super pumped about this album. And he is... On uh, on uh, Instagram, uh, he, he was answering a bunch of questions. I think he's, he deleted some, but I think he's back maybe to answering questions. And I think he did like a one, a one hour. He said, hey, I'm going to be on Instagram for the next hour answering all your questions. So if you don't follow uh, Mark on Instagram and interested to get some behind the scenes and or get some questions asked about the album, you may want to follow him on Instagram. Well, um yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's really the, the thing that I draw from stand-up is that he's just a high-energy kind of producer, high-energy positive guy. So it, it makes yep. me happy to hear that he's psyched about that. He also did say, though, that everybody would be clapping to stand-up. So he's got to <laughs> balance expectations here. But He, he also said that stand-up was a, a, a rap collaboration. And I don't think we, I don't think we ever, like... I think we all thought like that was probably maybe an attempt, but I don't think I don't think anybody ever admitted that previously. But I think in one of his Instagram posts, he he called it a, a rap collaboration. I'm like, oh man, that was if that's that was a, that was a bad direction. Mm. That was the plan. Mm. Well, I I will say this: looking at songs that I don't know here, 
Mm-hmm. Give, I'm excited to hear those because Virginia in the Rain, Black and Bluebird, fine, but nothing that I was like, man, I, I can't wait to hear that in the studio. Right. And now, that's not to say they couldn't make that magical in the studio. Um, I'm trying to stay positive here, obviously. Um, but uh, it's it's gonna have to it's gonna have to be something special because some of these tracks I think are a little a little on the slow, a little on the soft, a little on the well. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, not. Uh, I wouldn't expect it to be a loud album. Everyone's calling it emotional. That's heard it. I mean, I I don't I, I don't think emotional when I think some of these some upbeat songs. Um. So what do we have? We have eight songs that are we've we have heard in some capacity. I believe that we know we've heard. Maybe some of these have just been retitled and we don't know. But I think what eight of uh, eight of the fourteen we've greater heard. Than Fifteen or greater than fifty percent. Yeah, it's a fifty percent. Yeah. So darn. But I guess I'd rather have you know a fifty-fifty split than all songs that we've previously you know, heard. It's funny though when you think about the band's unreleased catalog for the past 10, 15 years. Yeah. It's just crazy to see all these tracks that did make it that we knew about and what was left off too. Right. It's it's a really uh, if you're going to go reach back into the bag. The fact that idea of you made it it surprises me. It I, didn't make it yeah, it didn't make it at first, yeah. I'm okay with it either way. Um but it's just kind of just an interesting inclusion. Mhm. So this album's got Roy on that? Is did I read that? Yeah, supposedly. I mean, Roy was definitely in a song that they that in a mix that they did for this album, and whether or not whatever song he was on made the album, or it was a song that didn't make the album, that that's hard to say. But I, they, it seems the comment is pretty heavily that Roy is on this album in some capacity. It's really interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know, Matt, uh, Mark Mattinson and uh, a couple other people on Instagram keep um, keep. Uh, hashtagging um you know we 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 all uh what we we are the same or whatever i can't remember he keeps keeps hashtagging that and they they started using a crown which i kind of create Leroy to the crown um so i don't know if they're indicating you know he's in some capacity on samurai cop or or somewhere else on this album i'm not sure uh i'm not sure but supposedly he's on this yes I think you know if I had to guess what the next single would be, just based if we how they chose the first one, Samurai Cop. I'm guessing the next one is Do You Remember because Dave is loving Do You Remember as much just as much as Samurai Cop. It hasn't been around nearly as long, but since it's come out, he's played it uh, nearly every show, and he a- likes to open shows with it too. Do you remember the first song? I think it's been played four times. Uh, I think in three of the four times he's opened the show with that. So I know it's still early in its life, but it's definitely a personal favorite of his. You can see. So if we if they if we do that for Samurai Cop, that, that would be my prediction for a possible second single. Without hearing the album, like this is way way speculatory at the beginning here. So then we've got you know idea of you. You got. Um... Virginia in the Rain, Again and Again, which apparently is Bob Law. Um, I'm looking forward to that, if that is indeed Bob Law. Um, and then what is this? Have you ever seen anything like this on an album? B-K-D-K-D-K-D-D. I think that's a collaboration with Kanye West. Uh, I'm trying. I'm sure that people have been trying to analyze this like a Westworld episode. 
but is there like a is there an alliteration here or do you is there a cipher or is it He's, just like somebody elbowed the keyboard and was like that's what we're going to call this song <laughs> well some people are saying if you say it really fast it, it, it says a word say it really fast i mean it, like say the letters individually very fast <laughs> is that the chorus to be yourself yes <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, that's just interesting. Uh, no idea what it is. I don't even think it's worth speculating. Like, hey, it's yeah. this song or that song. But I think um, we're I think we're feeding into it if we speculate about. It. That's probably what they want us to do. Boy. Okay. I guess we'll see. Uh, and Black and Bluebird, which, from what I gather, people are kind of a little down on. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Come On, Come On, as you said, do you remember, Come Tomorrow and When I'm Weary are all songs we haven't heard yet, as far as we know. Come Tomorrow, I mean, it got it's a song, but it's also the title of the album. Do, do we have extra, um, you know, you know, what am I trying to say? Like, do we expect more from that song because of that? Because it's also the it's the the title track of the title album, item title. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've, yeah, it could. Who knows? I, I, it's it's so hard just to speculate on based on a name, right? But um, that's again another song that I I, I want to hear just because I've heard zero of it. That that's what I think I like the best. Um, there there's part of it that even if Black and Blue Bird or Virginia in the Rain were like that's my favorite songs there would be excitement to it but i would still say look i'm more excited about hearing come tomorrow just because i've never heard it before right. and i know this band historically has built a lot of material on the road and recorded it but with all of that in the rear view i like being surprised by what they what they do um, mm -hmm. so obviously i'm most excited about the tracks that i don't recognize on here yep that's the mystery. That's what that's what new albums have. That's what we have to be excited about them. I think live recordings these days and the live releases the band does, they're pretty darn good quality. Yeah, and they, yes, they're not studio quality, but the quality of live release audio is is gotten really, really well. And so I think what we really want from an album is new music. At least that's personally I get excited about. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Now, it's interesting is there's a, a bonus disc with the with the album if you pre-order it i think you, you get a seven track bonus and if you're a warehouse member you get a 10 track bonus i think i have that right um or actually it might be eight tracks for the uh for the non-warehouse what's interesting to me about the bonus disc no b-sides um no b-sides and when they talked about hey what well, this is going to make the album i'm not sure what songs are going to make the album Okay, well, clearly there was more than 14 songs that they, that were up for the running for the album. Why not, if the album's, you know, why not put a 15th song? Is that because you're out of audio time on a traditional CD and they're trying to stick to that format for the physical CDs? Okay, put it on a bonus disc or something. It just, I was surprised that the bonus disc was just um, existing songs. Now, the, the songs that are out there are actually pretty good. Are you got What do you want to say, Matt? I submit that this album was recorded a couple of songs at a time with those producers. and they, they Oh, yeah, for sure. They, they threw it together in a dish, yeah. threw it in the oven, and said, there's our track list. 
Oh yeah. With that being said, maybe that has something to do with with no B sides because there was no real session. There were there were True. no studio sessions for this album. I mean, yes, there were. There were, but there were still songs that they said I, they said they weren't sure if that song was going to make the cut. So there it seems like there's, you know, could be a Sugar Will or something or. Uh, you know, whatever. At I, this I, stage, who's to say that doesn't make the Would have been album. nice. It's, it's it over. didn't make the album. Why not put it on the bonus disc? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a lot of consternation about They might be thinking that. I know there's a lot of consternation, too, about the fact that you have to pre-order the album about th- six different ways to get every single song that's been offered, too, from the bonus right. discs, right? And, oh, is there, yeah, is there other ways? Is there, like, Target going to have, like, their own bonus discs, too? That's the thing. I mean, in, in today's music economy, this is what happens. I mean, yep. there's really no other way about it. Um, ultimately, you know, you go out, you buy the album in the format you want, and you grab the tracks that you don't get elsewhere is really what's really going to happen. Um, you're not taking any money out of the band's pocket mm-hmm. because you bought the album, but um, that's ultimately what's going to happen with the internet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some money grab going on, but the bonus disc is is pretty. It's got some cool songs. I love that it has Beach Ball on it. You know, the So Right is an opener from a, a show opener. Is the opener to the disc and the closer. Drunken Soldier was a closer to the Gorge. That's kind of cool the way they did that. Um, the 40 on there is like a three-minute Dave solo version. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, they have a sh- they have Alligator Pie from the night before show, from 2018. You know, so that's kind of cool, like that fast. There's a, there's a, a recent one on there. And then um, The Little Thing. There's a little thing from Cleveland in 96. So that's pretty cool to get a song from 96 as a Dave solo little thing. So I got a couple unreleased songs on there, 40 and Little Thing. Um, I guess that makes up for trying to make up for no other B-sides. The other thing I would say that strikes me, Matt, on this on this album is, yes, there's vinyl and there's CD and there's digital and they got cassette tape for whatever reason. What? Why isn't there a deluxe box set? Um, Big Whiskey had a deluxe box set. Away From the World had a deluxe box set. Why, why isn't why didn't we get a deluxe box set with this album? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they didn't sell that well. Maybe they thought instead of selling a hundred dollar and a hundred and twenty dollar item that has everything yeah. or whatever it is, you know, whatever. That, yeah, yeah. They're they're better off selling a sixty dollar version here and a fifty dollar version here, or I mean, whatever that is, right? Yeah. I want. I think vinyl is a fantastic physical medium. If you're going to buy the album. Buy it on vinyl, even if you never play it. What a wonderful collector's item to have, right? And then get the download code and download it digitally and have it any way you want. Right. Um, the cassette, to me, I know they're jumping on the 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 nostalgia bandwagon, but trust me, cassettes are never going to never going to be the next vinyl, the resurgence of the physical medium. Cassettes are inferior. Yeah. Absolutely, and and. and you know, so vinyl is going to be the physical alternative, I believe. Um, but I, I still think it's cool. I mean, would you buy would you buy a cassette album and throw it in the in your in your locker? I I probably would. I might. Huh? Oh, like keep it around, like you're saying, like your office or something like that. Anywhere, right? I I my goodness, my uh, bookshelf has all the vinyl, a lot of vinyl. 
for yeah. the band. Um, I think it's great. And I'm not ever looking to sell it. I mean, but I know yeah. the value is going to go up eventually, but it's going to just be nice to have. I'd rather have a deluxe box set that has like, fo- like photo cards or something like, a you know, you know, larger photos of the band recording or something or art inspired by the album or something. I don't know. I, I find that art or the photos or maybe other some kind of, you know, item that's unique to the box set more useful than a cassette or the nostalgia of a cassette. That, that's my thing. I'm just surprised they didn't do it. I mean, they do this, you know, uh, that the, the vinyl, uh, of the DMB 25 vinyl, right. Kind of super rare and not, you know, premium item box setty ish, you know, you call it a little bit kind of like a box set that would, that just recently that sold out. So I'm just surprised. I don't know. I just I didn't mean to talk too much about it, but I, I was just surprised that there was no, no. deluxe box what set. What is important though, and Steve Steve Burke, uh, Dolby Blue just jumped in on the comments on Facebook too. Dolby, how's it going, man? Good seeing you. What's up, Dolby? Um, he does. He is a savant when it comes to music engineer, sound engineering, and um, specifically, he's a huge vinyl enthusiast. And um, his point was that a lot of these um, vinyl productions are actually just a digital files laid down to vinyl they're actually not mixed to um specifically be taken advantage of by the analog form okay um and, and if anybody's unfamiliar when we're off this podcast google the loudness wars and you'll see what i mean when it comes to um music releases and mixes in the last 20 years where instead of the subtleties of the highs and the lows everything is on blast and um, if you look at a sound wave between like a 70s release and a 90s release and look yeah. at that wave, instead of seeing the ups and downs, everything is maxed all around. It's just varying levels of max. Yep. Um, and so um, getting something truly mixed for vinyl is uh, is really a treat. Um, yeah, hopefully they uh, we don't I don't think we know yet how this one's going to be where we'll be lucky if. You know, they actually remix it, but based on all the different formats that they're releasing this on, it just probably seems like they're probably taking the digital tracks and just putting it on four different formats, if we had to guess, you know, yeah. about it, well, which, is, which is too bad. Speaking of albums, this year is the 20th anniversary of uh, Your Favorite and Mine before these crowded streets. <laughs> hopefully it doesn't hopefully it doesn't overshadow come tomorrow. Well, I think because of that, they'll be pushing that quite late into the yeah. Uh, into the into the year but um but yeah i mean I, i'm certainly excited about that i'm lucky enough to have one of the original vinyl pressings but i i think in that case it was one of those um just take the digital or the recording and drop it on i don't i don't think it was necessarily mastered for vinyl originally gotcha gotcha what i believe so we'll see Dobie will doby will fact check us on that which speaking about that we probably need to do a quick uh just a whatever a uh public service announcement if you haven't listened to Samurai Cop, the new single with headphones, definitely listen to it with headphones. I mean, sometimes I think we're too fast to listen to it through a computer or through a phone or through car speakers. Um, but if you haven't, it's worth the set, worth the moment. Uh, that's the first time, the first way I listened to it was through the headphones, and then I later listened to it through the car. And I, I, you missed some stuff when I was listening to it in the car. And I'm like, car speakers aren't that bad, but. Definitely take a moment to listen to it with through headphones because uh, you may, you know, Carter's stick work and, and hi-hat work. And like I said, the kick of the kick drum, I, I really like that uh, via earphones, headphones. I'll, I will have to give it a shot. The, admittedly, the first time I listened to it was in my car yesterday. Yep. Uh, and then I heard it on the, I put it on the HomePod 
Um, oh, that's got to that sound that pretty good though, right? Well, HomePod? it's still just an eight meg file. I, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I, I want to hear it off the album. I want to hear it off the vinyl. The yep. lossless. I want to hear something like that. Um, yep. It's it's so funny where quality of everything gets better. HD. Now we're talking about 4K and all of this. It's kind of funny. It almost seems like audio has moved backwards. And Berkey, you might have more to say on this, but with all, with bandwidth increasing, hard drive size increasing, all of this, it seems oh. like now all these streaming services, nobody cares that these are 192 kilobit streams. No, which that's I find the problem. funny. Everybody's equipment's getting better. These speakers, the HomePod, is an amazing speaker, and here I am listening yep. to Apple Music over it, which admittedly yep. is a lossless service. Um, I, I mean, I'd pay a couple more bucks for lossless stuff, and I know that um, I, I said lossless before I met Lossy. I'd pay a couple bucks more for lossless, and I know that like Tidal and Neil Young had a service that was trying to push that, but I'm just surprised that that the high quality stuff hasn't caught on. Um, I. I feel like you need a market for it, right? If people are going to pay, it, that market will come. And I think the market that's there now for the lossless, that's not significant enough of a jump. I think no. you need to make a you need to make a jump to super audio or 3D audio or surround audio. You need that's a significant jump in quality that you know you're willing to pay extra money for it, and you're actually going to even a novice will dynamically see the difference there i think lossless or lossy maybe most people think they can't tell the difference so it's not worth the premium but if we can make a like you said a, a more uh substantial leap in quality like super audio then pe maybe there's more of a market for it yeah no I, and i mean assuming everybody has the same speaker let's say i've got the same cheap speaker i yeah. think a lossless recording is still going to sound better than a similarly uh, the same track encoded in mp3 you're just you're losing data no matter yeah. what you play it back on oh i was spilled my drink <laughs> oh, sorry go ahead you're a cheap day clear. <laughs> but yeah I, I, i'm just it was kind of a side note but i am surprised that um that here we are and i'm saying samurai cop is certainly compromised by the version i heard at least a little bit in sound quality and why we're still dealing with that i don't get it but there we are. Yep. There we are. Yeah. We are. That's yep. where we are. Yeah. I don't think there's anywhere that you can can. Is there anywhere to buy the lossless right now? Like, if you buy it from Apple, will you? Are you? Do you buy the lossless then? Like, if you buy the single, Apple does not sell lossless audio. Oh, Apple doesn't. Okay. No, they don't. Um, so no. I would, so I would say probably not at this point. Yeah. No one's no one's got a flak version of it at no, this point. They grabbed it off of right. They pulled it off of a off of a CD release to a right. to a radio station or something. Good point. Yeah, they, that's what we'll have to look for, I guess. Yep, yep. Mm. But I mean, again, for me personally, um, I'm going in with uh, no expectations and high hopes, uh, which yep. is absolutely unique for a Dave Matthews Band album for me. Um, it, I'm, I'm taking advantage of the lack of my own personal hype. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it gives me the best chance to really take this album for exactly what it is, and, and leave all the hype out of it. And I'm looking forward to that. I am. And you know what's something else that I'm kind of interested about that I think we can all probably agree on is that Dave revealed or said that he won't be singing about politics on the new album. Um, he, he, he did an interview for like radio.com or something like that and said he won't be singing about politics on the new album. And he also said Black and Bluebird um, won't be a single 
And his reason why it won't be a single is because he said, because I like it a lot. That <laughs> was a weird dude. So, so I guess, I guess he, you know, he even gets burnt out by singles or something, or yeah. I don't know what he means by that. He's like black and blue art. It's going to be on the album and it won't be a single because I like it a lot. That's kind of like, oh, okay. Does that mean, you know, you don't put something you like as a signal? The only evidence I have to that is the is the what would you say story, right? How they just played the death out of it, like ninety four, ninety five, and they just put it on yep. the shelf for a while. Yeah, yeah. I hate, I hate the the, the this. The, there's such a thing as a song overload. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think Shake Me. I don't know how I would have done it better, but it got a, it kind of lost its goodwill. I think coming out of that album, that song on that album is awesome. And yeah. people generally don't like it live. It gets poor show flow ratings. So, yep. Surprising. I don't rate it that low. No, I, I love it. I love it. I just think I think the studio version is, is so great that it's really tough to duplicate live, though, too. Yep. Um, yeah, so little side news. We're getting ready to release another update for... Um, the MB Hub, nothing major, but we're going to change the the side menu and update that to a little prettier. The people um, on the stream are getting a little peek preview there. They are, they are. So that's going to be that's going to be neat. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Yeah. So there is more updates coming to the app here as the summer rolls on, but we wanted to get an update out before the tour started. So hopefully, Apple will approve that over the next few days. Um, Thank you for all you Ants Plus members out there supporting us. You were the ones who keep the servers running for sure. Um, Plus. We appreciate everybody else who just who listens and just participates and asks questions and keeps the discussion going. We, we take both positive points of view, negative points of view. As long as those points of view are presented respectfully on the boards and otherwise, uh, it's all good. Um, we're a fan site, but uh, nobody's perfect, so critique is welcome and embraced in all directions so yeah it's not it's not art yeah it's not art if you can't critique it nope nope we're gonna try to uh do this more regular now that the tour is coming up in eight days here if i can pull joe away from the road <laughs> we're gonna get some podcasts together and uh what is it may 18th is the first show joe yep i will be there and uh we'll we'll uh we'll see how it all there's a lot to learn from this first show a lot to learn what about so we'll... the setless game you gonna turn that on Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Setless game is great every year. Um, you know, we'll, we'll probably set it up for one set. Uh, I think we probably can assume that the, the band is probably going to play a single set, and, but we'll go from there. We'll see. It's a lot, lot of unknowns. The band isn't sharing very much about how this is going to go down. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Play the setless game. Get your picks in. So this um, year, the, the grand prize for winning the setless game, though, is a night on Joe's couch. <laughs> that couch right there that you're looking at. Look at that thing. You could actually double up on that. You could have one on the chase, one across. Oh, those guys. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hey, it's still early, all right? This, this, I haven't got much sun. Did you paint that behind you? Or, or... Oh, I thought you were talking about painting my legs white. Um, no, I did not. My buddy did. I actually had to turn down the contrast on my monitor to actually see the definition <laughs> of those legs. So jeez, oh, <laughs> gotta get. I'm gonna have to get these things uh, some sum prior to uh, tour time. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but, uh, That's quite the prize, though. Yeah, well, you're. Thanks for donating it. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody can come to your house and help clean up the clean up the room that you're in. <laughs> uh, oh, Joe. 
One yeah. day you'll spend more than 12 days a year in your own house and you'll, and you'll understand. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason to, to set it up more than just one, one picture on right. the wall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you should see what's behind his camera. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, thanks everybody for joining us. Um, stay tuned because we've got a lot coming up as the tour um, kicks off and reviews and podcasts and, and hopefully some updates at DMB Hub. Um, keep an eye on the site for copies of the new tracks as they're played live and all that good stuff. Um, Joe, anything else to add? I don't. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the streamers for joining and uh, look forward to seeing everybody out on the road. Come say hi. Awesome, y'all. Y'all have a good, safe tour season. We'll talk to you in a little over a week here after the first show. Take care, everyone. See ya. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.